listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Here, these are conversations that will differentiate you from your competition. Now, if you don't want to be different than your competition, probably should just go ahead and shut this off. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Like when we audit the mod and get and do the mod master and and give them the actionable items that they can that they can do in order to lower their cost of risk. This is Power Producers Shop Talk. Production redefined. Reasonable and what wasn't. And and I think that you know, that's, that's spot on. And, you know, these people that we're talking with don't necessarily understand what their exposures are and what they can even do about them, um, you know, when they're uncovered. So I, I do like that what we're able to provide is something tangible, action items that they can do. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to Power Producers Shop Talk. I'm here with Mr. Kyle Hauk today for episode 10 where we're going to talk about some of the biggest wins we've had in our careers so far. Sup? Not much, man. I'm still trying to get cookie dough flautas out of my head. <laughs> they are the real deal. Uh, yeah. Cookie dough flautas from T-Flats. I just banged a couple of them. Never even knew they existed until like two weeks ago. And man, tell you what. So what is it like a flauta it, with just warm cookie dough oozing out of the middle of it, but a crunchy exterior? Yes, with uh, powdered sugar on top and oh. a, and a chocolate dipping sauce. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's absurd. You gotta be kidding me, man! Like I, my favorite dessert ever is the macadamia sundae from Burns because that thing is. is just unreal. Dude, but, your face just like literally morphed into Wilford Brimley's diabetes face in the middle <laughs> of this conversation. That's insane. Yeah, I definitely feel like I have contracted the diabetes. I told my wife last night, I'm in the middle of Whole30 right now, and 12 days in, I was seriously looking for pizza last night. I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I can't have it. Like no cheese, no carbs. That's the hardest that. thing for me to get rid of is the pizza, man. It's like... Me- Pizza and lasagna, like that kind of stuff, is way harder for me to get rid of than sweets. Oh, hundred percent. I'm not even. Only- I'm not even a sweets guy. Like I, I like ice cream except for flautas. Except for these flautas from T Flats, they're incredible. But yeah, I, Italian food. That is my. I would eat that every day if I could. But it, you know, obviously, will 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 uh, induce you packing on the pounds. It also kind of jacks my stomach up too at this point. But whatever. Anyways. So listen, I wanted to talk about, we're going to do a couple episodes on some actual real life stuff. Not that everything else that we talk about is fiction or anything. Fake life. Yeah, the, all that stuff we make up for the podcast. <laughs> um, it's so much work going to that level of detail, I have to tell you. <laughs> but I thought maybe if we talked about wins, some of the good wins that we've had, that would be good. And then, of course, yeah. we'll subsequently follow that up with another episode on some of the losses and beatings we've taken. But mm-hmm. um, if you were to categorize some of some of your best wins, which without naming company names, obviously, mm-hmm. where, what would you say is number, number one for you? <sighs> number one. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't sat back and, and ranked them, but I've got a couple that 
stick out in my mind that were just I rank all my wins. I bet I you rank every single one of them. I would expect nothing less from you. Um, but uh, no, I, I've had a couple that I think were just overall from start to finish. I, I really had to work for them. And, and that's a lot of times what kind of makes it feel like a better win for me, I guess. Um, so one recent one in the past year here was um, an AC contractor where I did a little research on them, saw who they were with for their workers comp, um, you know, kind of question that based on the, on, on the carrier, like, you know, they didn't have any type of dividend weren't on pay as you go. It was, um, it, it just, it didn't make sense why they were with who they were with. Cause there's tons of carriers as we know, they'll write the AC companies. So I, um, you know, I got prepared and, and, and went in and did a drop. And I, I spoke with like the office manager, if you will. Um, and he's like, he's like, Oh man, you know, you just missed the owner, but I know our insurance is coming up here soon. And they were talking about it the other day. Um, he's like, so do you guys do like, what kind of, what kind of insurance are you talking about? And so I kind of got into, um, you know, some of the different things that different lines of coverage that, that we write. And, and he was like, yeah, I mean, I think it would be a good idea for you to get in touch with them. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll, I'd be, I'd be happy to get on a call with them later once they get back in or whatever. I mean, this seems like there's some, some, some issues going on. They weren't getting any, you know, responsiveness from current agent and they were kind of being misled, um, really just weren't getting any representation. So, um, I met with them like, I don't know, a day or two after that. Um, and, and kind of had a discussion and, and they were like, they, they wanted me to quote everything. And, you know, I, so I went back and did and explained to them their, their coverage wasn't set up correctly. Like they had things missing, they were underinsured. And I, I was able to go back and explain what was missing, why I felt that they should be with a different carrier on the, on the comp specifically. Um, the, the auto, the auto was with state farm, which is, you know, not very common for us to, to run into that on, on commercial lines. So that was another thing. Um, so they, they basically just had gotten no guidance and I was able to go in there, give them guidance and, 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 and kind of prove my worth. Um, the, the, the cost aspect of it wasn't really talked about very much, you know, which is, which is refreshing, especially with some of the smaller contractors. And a lot of times they start trying to get down that road and that is not our value proposition. So I, I was, I was pleased that I was able to go in and have that conversation and, and stick to our value prop and not let the price game come into play. Um, it, I mean, we were, we were saving them money on a couple of things anyway, so it wasn't even like it was going to be a bad situation for us, but just in general, that's, that's the type of situation I want to get in. So it was a good, it was a good win. That was a good one. It came out of nowhere too. Right. I don't know where, um, they definitely love gummy bears, uh, <laughs> now from our, from our box that, that we sent. But, um, yeah, that, that was a good one. Um, I had another one where we, where I really had to use like all of the resources that we have like mod master, um, and, and really kind of fight to, to get in there. It was a situation where, uh, it was a, a cabinetry shop <clears throat> and, you know, again, they were with a carrier that just didn't make sense. It's like, you know, no dividend, no pay as you go. Um, so that alone should be reason enough for you to win the deal. But I was having to go through the bookkeeper um, who was only there a couple of days a week, not 
super responsive to me. Um, we had, it was very strange, a very strange dynamic. We had built some good rapport. I met with her in person. She gave me the loss runs. She had the mod worksheet. Um, I pointed out the things that I thought were, you know, an issue. Um, and she's like, okay, great. You know, so I put together an, you know, a viable quote for her with a different carrier and I was trying to get back to present it. And, and, and then things just kind of like changed. It was very strange. She was like not responding to me at all was kind of blowing me off and their renewal was coming up. I'm like, Hey, look, like this is, you know, this is important stuff. I mean, I found some errors, not only in who you're with, but with your mod, like their mod was off by, I think 28 points it was or 24 or something like that. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's a pretty substantial mistake, you know, based on our findings. So I was explaining that to someone who didn't necessarily have stake in the game at that point. Um, it became apparent to me that she was leaving the company and she said that in this email, it was like, Hey, I'm leaving the company in a few weeks. You know, I'll, I'll pass on your information if they choose to hire a new bookkeeper and you can deal with them. But, um, you know, I was like, okay. So I responded, I was like, you know, thanks for, thanks for letting me know. I, I, I do think that this would make sense to get in front of the owner sooner than later. This is important. You guys are, you know, paying 25% ballpark more than, than, than you should be. And there's some other concerns I have. And I, I would imagine that, you know, this, this would be uh, something that they're interested in. If you could just get me in front of them, you know, that would, that would be awesome. And she just like kind of blew up about it. Like, you know, um, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was, I was just like, well, hang on a second here. Like, yeah, I don't know where this got misconstrued or like if you took this the wrong way, but I just think this is important and something they need to hear. So I didn't hear back from her after that. She like, she sent me like a pretty nasty email. I just reached out to the owner directly after that. I was like, like, Hey man, um, don't know what happened with, you know, with her, but I've got some important information that you need to see. Um, time is kind of running out, but I've been working on this for a while and, you know, I'll be over in your area on Tuesday if you have like 15 minutes. So you met with me, I went over everything. He's like, okay, let's do it because it all made sense. I showed him the mod report. I showed him the, the discrepancy in their, in their rating and how we could fix it. Um, so like when, when those situations happen, it just, even though that it's not a huge account by any stretch, it has potential to grow like everything does, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the reason it made, you know, you know, made it a good win for me. It wasn't the, the, the revenue that it was bringing in. It was more just the overall process, the battles that I had to kind of win in order to not only get in front of the right person, but ultimately get the deal done. So like when I think of wins, I think of that kind of stuff. Of course, the big ones are nice too. Don't get me wrong, but where well, I've got to work for it and, and, and really like, you know, use everything that we have and go through my skill sets. That's, those are wins for me. Better. Well, I'm going to dial you back to early in your career where it required battles and skill set and everything else when we took over the large solar contractor mm. on Agent of Record Letter because yes. that was a college-level education for you in real time very early into your career. It would actually be interesting to see your interpretation of what went down with that whole thing now that you actually yeah. know how things work versus you know three months in and you know you're watching me get into probably right that's it probably one of the, i'll be honest with you man that's probably one of the bloodiest battles i've ever been in 
Like just that whole process of getting, I'm not talking about after we had the account, I'm talking about just getting getting it. it. That was a freaking bare knuckle street fight to a certain degree. And it was crazy. I, and and there's still parts of it that I just don't, you know, remember. I'm I'm sure you will because you have elephants memory here, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, we, we had, we were going behind the scenes trying to see if we can get AORs and we weren't going to be able to get them in time. And, uh, you know, cause they had to clear and we were coming right up on their renewal. They were down in the, you know, in the same plaza as us. And we got in there because back when, um, I don't even, so what was, the, when did we have the, the party? June or July? June, June, June. of 2018, right. June 13th. So I got licensed and I got licensed like that Monday and the, and the party was on like a Wednesday or something like that. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. So I, so I went out, you, you're like, Hey, you know, go out, deliver these, uh, you know, hit, hit the, hit the plaza up here. And there's probably, I don't know, 25 businesses in, in our little, you know, plaza there. And, and you know, any, anybody who comes and we get business from is you. I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. So, I mean, doing the office supplies and, and, and doing drops with co-ad, like, I, you know, I had no issues just walking up into businesses and telling them, hey, we got a party. <laughs> like, there's going to be, there's going to be food. There's going to be booze. Like, I mean, I threw, I threw a fair amount of parties in my day. <laughs> like, it you know, wasn't really a, a tall task. So I went in there and, and just talked to them and, and they ended up showing up to the party and reaching out like, a week or two after to one of, uh, one of the gals in our office and we're like, Hey, you know, we want to get our insurance, you know, looked at by you guys. And <clears throat> so it came my way and I, you know, I met with her and I'm, you know, I'm talking to her and she's like, yeah, I'll send you all the policies so you can look at them. And so she sent them and <laughs> then I sent them to you. And it like, I, you know, I didn't really know what I was looking at. Well, see, I'll never me. forget that. I looked at it and I'm like, Holy crap, man, this <laughs> yeah. thing, this thing's over a million dollars in premium. Yeah. And I'll never you're like, forget it. You and you're, no, you're like, you have no business <laughs> working this account. Yeah. But right. you, and you asked me, you said, are you, are you sure that you want me to work on this? And I said, dude, my word's my word, man. I told you it was yours. Right. It's yours. No dollar amount is going to change my opinion. Even though you were completely unqualified, I was still going to keep my word to you. Um, but I mean, that whole thing, that whole just, dance back and forth yeah you know we crazy. we did the mod audit we figured all the stuff out we could tell i mean they had such horrible representation prior the guy that was representing them told them that they had grown fast enough that they should not comply with the audit and just take the non-compliance penalty yeah. so because it would be less money and we ended up recovering like eight or nine hundred thousand dollars for them from the prior year that we were then able to split but I mean, just the mechanics of the last, the last piece of that, because it was with Chubb. Right. And I'll never forget that. And we didn't have a Chubb contract. We had a double secret probation relationship with Chubb where we were able to go and place business through a, a third party aggregator. But I was allowed to have communication directly with the underwriters because of my relationship historically with Chubb. And so I got a lot of information on the account that way. And I was, I was ready to renew it with Chubb. I mean, we had the agent a record letter. It had cleared. Um, you know, we, we had had to, that was the one thing is we had to take it from the place where we normally used Chubb and move it to another wholesaler that had Chubb because of the timing, because I knew that if, if we didn't have the five business days at this point, this is by the way, people, this is not how we do business, but we did it this way. 
this time. And so we found out that there wasn't the five days for this thing to last. Wasn't it because it was just a quote or something? Was well, no, it's because it was with the it was with that carrier, and we were close enough to renewal that we didn't have five business days when they finally got around to signing the AOR, even though they had told us multiple times before we actually got it and had it tendered, it was more than it, it would have been, you know, we wouldn't have had enough time. And so I just remember a ton of nights at the Valrico office where it was <laughs> seven o'clock and we're sitting there still trying to make it happen. Well, and so what ends up happening is that we got everything taken care of because I realized that, because this was if we left it with the same wholesaler, we didn't need to tender an agent a record letter to Chubb. We just needed that wholesaler to recognize us because they still were going to go to Chubb either way. Right. Then that became the issue. Well, then our underwriter that we had for that wholesaler was not the one that was on the account. And there became a turf war between that underwriter and the other yes. underwriter as to who was actually going to have the account. And so we um, see, dude, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. So that all of that gets settled and we think we're good to go. We're ready to present, you know, what the final numbers look like. And I get an email literally like the day before this thing's going to renew that says, hey, we got some other pricing from the old agent. They said that it was a last minute deal they were able to cut. Um, We probably need to take a look at this. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. I thought we were past all this, that you understood exactly what we were doing. So I said, send it over. I'll take a peek. And sure enough, they table a quote with Hartford that's significantly less than Chubb. All the coverages are there. And here I am in a situation where I've got an account. You know, we have an account that's over a million dollars in premium, actually closer to two million in premium. And. I'm looking at a quote from a competing carrier that is substantially less. And I have to look this person in the face and say, I can't compete with this. I'm sorry. This, this is, you know, even though we were going to service fee, the account, we didn't have our direct Hartford contract because I mean, Florida risk was still relatively new at this point too. So -hmm. we didn't have a direct Chubb contract. We didn't have a direct Hartford contract. So Hartford tables up the terms. And I said, but listen, before you move forward, just give me 30 minutes to think through this because I'm shocked that this happened. So we were walking back to the office, and that's when I remember thinking about this. I'm like, you know what? I bet you that if this agency didn't have a direct contract with Chubb and they had to go through this whole thing, that they might not have a contract with Hartford and might be having to go through the same wholesaler. Yeah for Hartford. So let me see what I can do. So I came back to my office and I went in, went onto Hartford's website to the find an agent uh, (laughs) page. And I put in the zip code that that agency was in and nothing popped up. So then I picked up the phone. That's when I picked up the phone and called the underwriter. I'm like, look, we have the agent, a record letter on this account. I realized that the one you have right now is for Chubb. But if you're the one who's handling Hartford, I'm getting ready to send it to you. If you're not, please let me know because that's going to change the game and you're more than likely going to lose the account altogether. But if you are the one, if you are on Hartford and you can honor my AOR simply switching retail agents, then I'm going to go ahead and send it over. Mm-hmm. And the underwriter's like, yes, I released those terms, you know, almost like robot. Like I released those terms. I cannot discuss the account with you. 
you have to submit an agent a record letter in order for that to happen. So then we went back and said, actually, good news. If you want everything we talked about and to get this better deal, we can actually place it with Hartford. We just need a new AOR. And so um, it's interesting because that's the first time in my career where I had done everything in the agent or record letter process correctly, including I, I wrote the breakup email that they sent to their existing agent and man, was he pissed. Good God, that guy, that guy's response was so Bush league when he wrote back to them, it just blew my mind. But you know, we did everything we possibly could have done, but I mean, I'll tell you, dude, I feel like I aged 10 years in three days oh just from that. Yeah. And I mean, and, and it obviously we'll probably talk about it on the losses episode, <laughs> we do. but yeah, the aging didn't stop right there, man. But yeah, that one, that was crazy. That was, um, there was a lot going on there. And, you know, again, like you talking about it has reminded me a few of those things that I, you know, just kind of either didn't realize happened or, or blocked out, um, or, or blacked out rather. Um, <laughs> you know, I, th- you know, I think my favorite thing on that whole account was the loss control guy, like Jay, the loss control guy. Oh my God. Yes. The dude with the wolf. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, how can you not love somebody who has a wolf as a pet? Dude, that guy was a freaking maniac. I, I mean, so we, so we get in to do this loss control visit at one of their sites. They, they put up the solar, panels in these fields, um, you know, just kind of South of our, of our office, maybe like 20 minutes or whatever. Um, and so we went out to just kind of inspect everything. And I, we were playing golf later that day with, I don't know, carrier partner or whoever, I don't remember what it was, but so I'm in shorts and it's, it it was kind of cold. It was cold. I know it was cold because we get in this guy's truck and you're sitting up front I'm sitting in back and it is like, like a sauna in there. Like I can't breathe. I kept I, looking down to make sure my wedding band hadn't melted off of my hand. Dude, we're cruising down. And so we get in and he's immediately like, he's pissed off about some, some attorney, I think is, is what he was talking about. And, and he's just like freaking this and freaking that. He kept saying freaking, and it was hilarious to me. And, and so we get like 10 minutes down the road and I'm like about to pass out. And, and finally he goes, you are right back there. I'm like, actually, um, I really cannot breathe. It's super hot. Like, can we maybe turn? He had the the heat on, <laughs> on level ten. I have never one time had the heat on level ten in any oh of my, my vehicles. It was unbearable. But yeah, the whole ride down there, he was just like, I, his blood pressure must have been, I mean, just absolutely through the roof. Uh, cause he was like, you know, ranting the entire way down there and we get down and, and they, you know, they ran a pretty tight ship at, at the, uh, at, at the job site and everything. Like I, I had to get out and go to the bathroom and he was like watching me the whole way, making sure he's like, yo, he can't get out. He's got shorts on. And like, I'm like, I think I'll be fine. But anyways, um, that was why he was wild for sure. I think that, you know, if nothing else, it gave you a very early lesson that if it's time to fight, you've got somebody that's going to fight with you. Um, For sure. As far as that goes. But, you know, the other one I look at, I talk about this one, you know, a lot as far as being a win. And that's the one, uh, the the contractor that I have that's a little over a million in premium. That's a a bridge painter. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it goes back to what I talk about all the time. And, and I, I talk about it with regard to I, – I don't remember if I talk about it in the book, in my book or not, but uh, don't ever 
pre-qualify an appointment. Just go. Just go. You've already got a booked appointment. Show up for it. If it's bad, then you don't, you know, whatever. If nothing else, you had an opportunity to practice your game. You know, that's the way I look at it. And, you know, I I remember early in my career because it's when I was selling, not career, but my life, my adult life, I was selling satellite dishes and I went into a guy, a place where a guy looked like he didn't have any money at all. And I, I insulted him. I didn't mean to, but I did. And I just basically said, look, I don't know that I can get you approved for the financing to, to make this purchase. And and he looked at me and and said, who say anything about financing? I'm paying cash. And this guy that lived in a rundown, yeah, rundown trailer runs in, pulls a freaking Reebok. I'll never forget it. It was the old, you know, Union Jack top Reebok box full of cash ready to just yeah. buy a, buy a dish so he could get the nudie movies. That's what he was looking for. Dude, what else is there to do in West Virginia? You know, and so I told myself at that point, I will never pre-qualify an appointment again. Well, sure enough, here I was. I was about an hour and a half away from where this business is located, and I didn't want to have to drive the, the hour and a half. one where you went in and it was like somebody's like mobile home and they had cats everywhere, like out in the middle of nowhere? No, that's a different story. Okay. All right. Carry on. Yeah, that's that's a good one too. I don't I don't know that I would classify that as a win. I would no. classify that as bizarre. Right. So I looked dude, in that one, I yeah, I'll save the gory details of that for a different time. But I I looked it up on Reference USA. I did my research. I mean, the business only had like ten to twelve employees, and I'm just like, God, an hour and a half, and here I am overvaluing my own time and, and overvaluing the stage of my career that I'm in. And I just, I basically, I wasn't going to go. And then I, that it, for whatever reason, it clicked. I'm like, you know what? That happened back when I was in my early 20s. I swore I'd never do it again. I'm just going to suck it up. I'm going to drive the hour and a half and go talk to him. I walk in, I sit down, I meet with the owner, and end up closing the account on the first meeting, not even realizing, you know, until we started getting into all of, I mean, I closed the account on concept. I didn't have any of the policies, any of the loss runs, nothing. So she said, well, let me give you all the policy stuff and you can work on putting all of that together. And it wasn't until, you know, I got back and was able to review that stuff that I realized that the account was as big as it was. Like I would have thought I was calling on an account that might be 10 to $15,000 in premium. Obviously not if they're climbing, you know, on bridges over interstates and stuff to paint, but I had no idea that, that it was as big exactly. as what, it, yeah. yeah, as big as what it was. And I'm, you know, it goes back to, you know, when you learn your lesson, like make it stick, like make, learn your lesson and don't deviate from that lesson again, or else you're just going to end up, looking stupid. And if I would have allowed myself not to go to that appointment, that would have been a really bad mistake. Right. You have one more. Yeah. I think, um, another one, sometimes it's just really simple fixes. So I have an account that I wrote going on 17 years ago now. That's a flight simulator manufacturer. And when I went in there, they had been in business for about 20 years And they'd had the same agent since they went into business. And I'd used my typical spiel that I would still use today about how we appreciate that loyalty. That's actually what we're looking for is loyal clients just like you, you know, went through the whole spiel. And they allowed me the opportunity to do a walkthrough of their facility and then um, 
also wanted me to sort of look through the insurance program the way that it was and see what recommendations I might make for them or whatever else. And so um, I just, I hit it off really well with the guys there. They weren't getting service. The agency that they were working with was over in Clearwater off of Belcher Road, which is probably 45 or 50 minutes away from where they were. They were never going to see these guys. And it wasn't a small account. You know, it was maybe around $100,000 in premium at the time. Mm-hmm. And we were walking through and the guy shows me. And I mean, this is why it's so important not to be multitasking and to pay attention when you're when you're going on these walkthroughs with people. But he made the mention that he goes in there right there is the bane of my existence. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes inventory. I was like, oh, you're not turning inventory enough or whatever. He said, no. I have to do I have to do a full physical inventory quarterly and uh, and then fill out the reporting form and send it to CNA because that's how our property insurance is structured. And I just looked at him I was like you got to be kidding me. And he said no. He goes we have some fluctuation, you know, depending and they want to make sure that you know the inventory values are already always accurately reported and all that and I'm like like out of curiosity yeah, out of curiosity, has the agent not ever come to you and said, hey, give me the n- amount you know you're always going to have and let's throw a peak season endorsement on here right. for any times that it might spike? And he said, I've, I've never heard that before. Well, guess what? That's that's what got the deal yeah. done. And what's crazy is, I'll ne- I mean, this account was doing maybe five and a half to six million in revenue a year mm. back then. And it's doing 50 to 60 million in revenue a year now. I've had, and I've had it ever since. It's really crazy. But I mean, again, it's a testament to get ingrained, people. This is not just about insurance. Walk around, touch and feel what you're going to try to insure. Make sure you understand the risks, ask questions, notice things. You don't have to be a have a master's or a doctorate in loss control to do that. Anybody's yeah. capable of walking around, and if you see something that could be a hazard, recognizing that, or if you see something that's an issue, recognizing that, and then asking the questions to drive a wedge and create doubt so that you can ultimately be selected and hired to fix the problem that, that you've brought up. And I just, I think a lot of times, again, it goes back to people never make it past the conference room. And if I would have allowed myself to do that, I might not have ever found the one thing that I could use outside of my charming personality to get that deal done. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, he, and he led into it for you there by bringing up the bane of his existence, as you put it. But um, I mean, the, I think the question that you ask all the time that I think is great is just what keeps you up at night? Yeah. Like, there's not really many people that are asking that, I don't think. Um, and it's a, it's a simple question that you're going to get, you're going to get the answer to. And, it, and it's most likely going to be something that can be controlled. Yeah. And here's another fun fact. If you do that and you know, I don't even remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I screwed up and looked at the other monitor for a second and, and I was lost. If oh yeah. Ask- if, yeah. If you do that and you ask them the question about, what keeps you up at night? Your response isn't, oh, I've got a policy that will cover that. That's not what this is about. This is about you finding out how they're wired psychologically and the real risk management things that are bothering them. Right. You know, Then use it to get into your groove however you're going to do it. But that's the way that it works. Yep. 
Cool. All right. Well, listen, man, you did too. I did too. And we did a hybrid in the middle to good segue. I think we're good on wins for now. I say uh, we wrap this one up. We're right at 30 minutes. They're probably sick of listening to us anyhow. Definitely. I would. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go on and we'll, we'll kill it till the next time. listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes